You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug at Doug Branson, L-O-H. And you can find Nada on Twitter at Nada the Scribe. Also, we'll head to the guest line now as we do every single Tuesday and welcome Rick Bennell of the Charlotte Observer. Go check out all of his stuff on his Twitter handle at Rick underscore Bennell. Rick, we always appreciate the time. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Glad you're doing well, Rick. It doesn't seem like the Charlotte Hornets are doing well, though. After that loss to the Miami Heat, the most recent one, it felt like it was the last shot that they had to get into the playoffs. It was a win that I think a lot of people would consider a must win. And by the reactions to some of the Charlotte Hornets, just by the pictures and their morale alone, certainly with that picture that you tweeted out, Rick, of I believe Marvin Williams, he had the towel over his head. He was icing his knees, just completely dejected. Was that the worst the morale has been all season long in that locker room as you've seen it, Rick? I kind of took that as the, you know, <laughs> uh, the jig is up. Um, I, I gotta believe that in that locker room, they knew that they had to have that game to have any realistic hope. Um, I, I'm really interesting going, interested going forward. We have what, like three and a half weeks left in the season. You and I have talked the last two weeks about, you know, at what point do they shift modes and, I think it needs to be sooner rather than later. I think that I'd like to see them play Devonnie Graham 20, 25 minutes a night. I think they need to explore what Bacon is. And even if this has been a bad season for Malik Monk, I think that, you know, you need to get as much data point as you can with, with Monk uh, the rest of this season. The other thing, kind of in reverse of that, is I'm wondering when, when Cody's having more swelling and, and soreness in his left knee, he's he's not gonna play tonight for the fourth consecutive game. Is the you know, is this smart thing maybe to just to go ahead and shut him down? Yeah, Rick, do you expect them to end up doing that, end up shutting Cody Zeller down for the rest of the season? I don't see much reason not to. Um if you know, I think the last time that I looked at uh, at the various sites that make an effort at, at, at handicapping playoff chances, I think that they're, you know, well in, into single digits now. Um, Cody, you know, it's interesting. Borrego went out of his way before the training camp even started to say, you know, that Cody's health has to be one of the team's very top long-term priorities. I don't see why you would push that knee that's been an issue in the past. I, you know, alarming may be too strong a word, but, you know, they keep calling it knee soreness. When I asked Borrego about this uh, pregame in Miami, he used the word swelling. And I'm not implying those two symptoms don't usually go together, but when I heard the word swelling, I thought, that doesn't just sound like a niggling little thing. That sounds like something they really need to address. I know he's having further examination today. Uh, we'll we'll see if they have anything to say later today or tomorrow. Well, and Rick, you mentioned Malik Monk as well, just playing the younger guys, and I'm right there with you. I think it's time to go to the younger guys here. I, I just don't see much sense in continuing to go for it. It just doesn't seem like they're going to get a playoff spot. But in particular with Malik Monk, we have mentioned he has not had a good season this year. You know, what uh, what else is there to 
evaluate with the last 13 games that would make you feel positive or one way or the other? Just what exactly would you be looking for in Malik Monk the last 13 games of the year if they decide to play him? Well, we're, you know, I would like to see in a situation where there are no consequences for this decision, and that's a difference. I would like to see where, with some sustained minutes, would we see any difference in the two areas that have always been an issue, which is obviously defense and, to some degree, decision-making with the ball. I think that he has made more progress this season as far as progress with the ball. Uh, I think his defense is still at such a point that, you know, Borrego doesn't trust him. Um, I think the fact that he is literally the only young prospect on this team who is not get, getting any playing time lately. I mean, you know, it's not a binary thing between him and Bacon, but the fact that Bacon is now way ahead of him in the pecking order, you know, that's quite a statement, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And and it'll be interesting to see whether Malik Monk does, in fact, get some minutes here down the stretch, as well as Devontae Graham, as well as how much they're playing Dwayne Bacon and Miles Bridges. I'm interested to see all that with the young guys and what their future is. And Rick, uh, the number and one... And Billy Hernan Gomez, too, sure. by the way. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think that he still has significant upside, but every time they give him an opportunity, they seem to be underwhelmed. I, you know, Billy, I think, is, is one of those people that you need to see what you can get out of him long term. And so, Rick, discussing their future, understanding that they are very young basketball players that you're still holding out hope for. We already know what you have in Kemba Walker, and he's certainly in a contract year. It's the biggest question surrounding this team for the offseason. Uh, with that loss to Miami, it seems like that was the final nail in the coffin for their playoff chances, even if it's not mathematically so. Uh, what does that say about Kemba's future here with the team? Does it say anything to you? Uh, I think he needs to get, get some serious consideration that what the next five years of his life is going to look like. Um, you know, Walker, when we talk about the difference in the money, um, I have never found Kemba to be somebody who, you know, spends money frivolously. Uh, I'm not implying that I know, you know, that with great nuance, but I just don't think that Kemba was raised to be one of those guys who has to have, you know, seven cars and six houses and 35 Rolex watches. Um, what I'm getting at is whatever he would get paid, wherever he signs, is going to be a lot more money than I think he's capable of, of spending and probably his the next two generations of his family are capable of spending. So I don't think the fact that the Hornets can offer him more money than anybody else is necessarily going to be a key, you know, the key factor in what he does. Well, um, I think people are going to come at him really hard. I reported last week that I was confident that the Mavericks have him at the top of their priority list. And, you know, I think as much as it's going to be what is the team that I would be playing for look like as it is how many zeros are there on the paycheck. Well, and, and we talk about what the team would look like, Rick. I mean, if you throw all the money at Kemba Walker in the world as much as you possibly could, which is what it would take yeah. to keep him, I would think, this roster's not going to look all that different. And so when you look at this roster, let's say they do decide to let Kemba walk and they start a rebuild. Are, is, are there ways to get rid of some of these contracts without making a rebuild worse? Well, the, the, key, the key words in that sentence is without making the rebuild worse. Um, 
I am very reluctant, and maybe other people will, you know, you know, what I'm saying is reasonable minds can disagree about this. I would be very reluctant to give up fungible assets. And what I mean by fungible assets is draft picks. I would be very, you know, reluctant to give up draft picks in order to get out from under the last year of, of Marvin or MKG or Bismarck Biombo. Um, I think that, you know, to some degree, as, unco- as unpleasant as this is going to be, you know, to many people in the fan base, maybe you just need to wait this out until those contracts naturally set- settle out of the cap and you can really start over. But I will say this. I think we've seen over the last months that any hope that they don't have to do a, a severe rebuild is probably gone. What do you think of Tony Parker's future here in Charlotte, Rick? Oh, boy, that's an interesting um, uh, issue to me because um, Tony came here. I mean, if you remember, he was constantly joking about, you know, telling these guys, you know, do not mess with my right. playoff streak. He has <laughs> yep. never not gone to the postseason. Um I, I, you know, yes, the horn, the, you know, the, the, there's a second year on the contract that is the Hornets option, but that doesn't preclude Tony from retiring. You know, he's 36 years old. It's not like he needs the money. And second, it wouldn't necessarily preclude him from having his agent. And I'm not implying that this is going to happen. I don't know if this is going to happen. I'm conjecturing here. But I don't know what, why Tony's agent wouldn't call up Mitch Kupchak if this season ends the way that, that, that it's going and say, you know, why don't you give us the freedom to go look, you know, look around and find, find another team that has a real shot at, you know, at getting deep into the playoffs last season and let, let us see if they'd be interested in signing Tony. And if so, con- you know, considering he's been such a good soldier here, just let him. You know, give him his release and let him move on. And, and Rick, I remember last question for you. We talked about Jeremy Lamb uh, either a couple of shows ago or just last week about if Kimba left, then you wondered if the Hornets might be more inclined to sign Jeremy Lamb. Is that how you see it now with certain situations kind of having arisen since then, or, or has your mind changed a little bit? I really think that a significant factor in whether Jeremy Lamb comes back might be what another team is willing to pay him to leave. Um, I think that there is a point where the Hornets would have to ask themselves if they're going, you know, if they're not going to be, you know, good anytime soon, you know, what is the cost effectiveness of paying a huge premium to keep Jeremy Lamb? Jeremy Lamb at $10 million a season might make sense. Jeremy Lamb at 13 or $14 million a season, I think it's harder to justify. All right, Tuesdays with Rick. Yeah, I I hear you. I understand. Tuesdays with Rick, we appreciate you joining us once again. He's from the Charlotte Observer, and you can find him on Twitter, at Rick underscore Bennell. Rick, we always appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, thanks once again to Rick Bennell. Did you know you can fill out a tourney bracket at DraftKings this year? That's right. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, has a totally free bracket with tens of thousands of dollars up for grabs. Everyone fills out a bracket during the tourney. You might as well do it on an award-winning app with tons of free prizes. For the first time ever, DraftKings is offering a bracket battle promotion with $64,000 in prizes. Maybe you want to have Duke go all the way to the Final Four. Same thing with North Carolina. If you want to just keep it relatively chalk, or you could throw something crazy out there. How about the local Wofford Terriers under Fletcher McGee's leadership? How about they 
possibly can make the final four. If you want to bet on any of those teams, you know how brackets work. You can fill it all out. And then before tip-off of the first game of the tournament, just pick the winner of every game, every single round. That's all there is to it. And the best part is you can play for free with code DRIBBLE. You can even set up a private group for you and your friends and compete for bragging rights. Download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com right now. Use code DRIBBLE, D-R-I-B-B-L-E, to enter the bracket battle promotion for free and compete for your share of $64,000. That's code DRIBBLE, D-R-I-B-B-L-E, to enter the bracket battle for free. All free. Only at DraftKings. It's the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more and kind of recap what Rick Bennell of the Charlotte Observer had to say in our Tuesday's meeting. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Now, here's the funny part. I was listening to this to prep it for the show, and um, my wife walks in and was like, what are you yeah. listening right, to? That's a little scary cool. if, if you don't have the context. If you walk in and you start hearing that, yeah. that's Darth Vader. I didn't have pants on. That didn't help <laughs> yeah, either. No, um, it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thanks to the Essex Home Studios for housing us today. Always want to give a shout out to the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. So you just heard Rick Bennell talk a little bit about what he saw in the locker room against the Charlotte Hornets and exactly what he expects from Kimball Walker this season. Doubling down on his report that he talked about the Dallas Mavericks having Kimball Walker as their top priority this offseason, how they're going to go all out and try to get Kemba Walker. And after that loss against Miami, and you've seen his frustration on his face as the season has gone on. You know, we've talked about it. It's a huge question that we have to answer. And I I think I'd be more inclined to believe that he's gone. You know, it, it, I feel like it's a 50-50 proposition right now. But Kemba Walker has a big decision to make, whether he wants to stay here in Charlotte or whether he wants to go. And I asked Rick about what you could possibly do to move off of some contracts. If you do indeed start a rebuild, if Kimball Walker goes, that means that you are going to have to rebuild because the only possible good player that you could rely on for scoring next season would be if you brought Jeremy Lamb back. That constitutes a rebuild when Jeremy Lamb would be the best player on your basketball team. So if Kimball Walker's gone, then you start this rebuild. And I asked Rick, if he, if he goes, how can you get rid of some of these contracts without making a rebuild potentially worse? So, for instance, you know, a, a good way to get off of a contract, like they possibly were considering when bringing in Marcus All at the trade deadline, would be to move off of a first-round pick or some type of protected first-round pick in exchange to move off of Marvin and then bring in a Marcus All. Or maybe you would move off of a first-round pick, get rid of a... Cody Zeller or a Marvin Williams or a Nick Batum. I don't know, but it it would have to be some kind of asset that you have. That asset is essential to building towards the future. And so I've, I've mentioned this quite a bit of times throughout the season. 
Waiting makes a lot of sense. While we've always been, we need to try to trade for some talent now for Kimba, sometimes it's been binary. People wanted to trade now to win for Kimba in order for him to stay. Some people have wanted Kimba to be gone and to start the rebuild process right now. And sometimes, you know, maybe just waiting is the way that you have to play this out. Now, with Marcus All, again, I, I did want Marcus All because I thought it was worth if they were going to try to sign Kimba and they were going to make this playoff push, understanding how tough the schedule was going to be, I was in favor for maybe lightening the protection on the first round pick that supposedly was offered. I, I think we've gotten some uh, different reports on whether how close they were or not to making a trade for Marcus All in the first place. But if that was indeed the true rumor, if the rumor that they didn't want to offer a first-round pick or a guaranteed first-round pick, if that indeed was to be true, then I probably would have lightened it a little bit more in order to get a Marcus All. If you wanted to keep Kimba, and it seems like that's what the Hornets wanted to do at that point. But waiting for Nick Batum for his years to kind of just slowly, and I know it's slow for a lot of people, but just to slowly go off of the books, maybe that's the best thing to do so you don't have to get rid of a first-round pick. And I think that is something that we can consider a good job for Mitch Kupchak. Not giving in and just panicking and hitting the button. Okay, I feel such a pressure to be better now. So here, you get a first-round pick. Whatever you want, just give me Marcus All, and we'll be done here. You know, I'm, I'm glad that there wasn't that sense of panic that we've seen maybe in years past. And so if you're Kimba and you want to stay here in Charlotte, I think the advantages are one is the money. So staying here because you're going to get more money, and, and maybe that matters to him. You know, I don't know. Maybe that matters to him quite a bit. And I don't think we anybody would knock him, one, for staying here in Charlotte because he loves the city. Of course, this is our city. We want people to like it here, especially a guy that has given so much to the franchise. But also, the money is advantageous when you look at what they can offer, the Hornets can offer, compared to other teams. But the other thing that I think would have to come into play is that he believes in Mitch Kupchak in order for him to make a change to the roster. And in order to make the change, let's say that Kimball Walker does come back, then what kind of changes can you make? Well, are you just going to continue to try to get off of some of this bad money by sending out a future first-round pick? And that doesn't seem like it would be the smartest move in the world. You know, we saw Mitch Kupchak try to do this at the deadline. I don't know how, tr I don't know how close they ever were to getting a Harrison Barnes. It, it seemed like a pretty light package Sacramento sent to Dallas. Justin Jackson is somebody that I think can be a nice 3 and D player in the league. You know, I, I can find that valuable. I can see why Dallas would find that valuable enough to get off of Harrison Barnes' contract, start to rebuild. You got Luka. You know, they're going to be going after Kimba Walker. That would make sense. Getting Kimba, getting Chris Dapps, Porzingis, having Luka Doncic, and then Justin Jackson as your role player. That would make a lot of sense to me. Now, think about how tough it was for Mitch Kupchak to trade at the deadline. And so while I understand that it's a little bit easier to trade in the offseason because coaches have their rotation set, you have to try to figure out exactly what you're going to do when you get new players on the team. You know, it, it makes it harder on a James Borrego or whatever coach, and I get all of that. It is easier to do it in the offseason. You've got more time. You don't have the pressure of a deadline ticking down on you. I get all of that, but that's a lot of confidence that you would have in Mitch Kupchak to trade some bad contracts you know I, I don't know how valuable any of these other teams would find Cody Zeller or would find MKG 
Now, they also are more valuable because they are coming off of the books a little bit more. You're, you're just one more year away. Now all of these deals are expiring because you expect a couple of these guys to opt into their player option. And that would make some sense. But still, just think about how tough that would be. So realistically, we're talking about Kimba Walker returning to a team with a roster where the odds are the roster not changing a whole lot. That would be what the odds favor. I mean, put yourself in Kimba's shoes. That can't be more attractive. I understand if you want the money, if that's a big difference for you, the $40 million or whatever, then I understand that that's a lot of money. And maybe that is the thing that reels Kimba in. But basketball sense, how, how can you try to make as much sense as possible with this franchise more than another franchise that would be out there to get him? You know, Dallas, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Having Chris Stapps and Luka to play alongside, no, Luca and Chris Dapps are instantly better basketball players as soon as you put them in a Hornets uniform than everybody else on the roster by a lot. I mean, by a lot. And if you put him on the New York Knicks, then that has to be alongside a Kevin Durant. That would make that more attractive. And as hard as it would be to admit, I mean, even the Lakers situation, getting to play with LeBron James, even with that story out there where there's not a whole lot of stars that particularly want to play with LeBron James. The Lakers situation, putting that compared to what the Hornets have for a star to go play with, I mean, you would think going to play with LeBron would make a lot more sense just to a lot of the other free agents out there. And, and when we're talking about the Lakers having a better situation than the Charlotte Hornets as far as where a free agent would want to go play, I mean, you're talking about some of the teams that are towards the bottom of the barrel. It's just the Hornets are cap-stricken, man. It was they're, they're a team that has gotten destroyed by what they decided to do in the summer of 2016. They just got destroyed from it. They've been hindered to try to do a lot of different things, and that's the kind of thing that you just have to try to get out of. And it just so happens, as you're trying to think of different ways to get out of the money, time elapses enough to where, oh, all we have is just one more year left of these. Maybe it's just best to wait it out. All right, only one more segment here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back. Always like to use that time to look around the other storylines that is going around in the NBA. Some interesting stuff. Also, I think it's Doug's favorite actress's birthday today, so we got to give her a shout out. It's LOH here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You are listening to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. And Doug, don't you have an Eldon Campbell like stuffed animal type thing? Yes, I do. I got it at the last regular season home game that they had before they left for New Orleans. I, look, I love me some Eldon Campbell, but is that, is they, that the guy? they were just they were clearing everything out of the house because it was whatever they gave to the fans that night. They didn't have to take with them to New Orleans. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. One of my favorite things ever revealed on the show was when Doug was trying to think of just any actress whatsoever that would pop up the first in his mind. And it just so happened to be Glenn Close. And I that would, took me aback. I don't know if Nada and I were the only ones that found that funny, but it did. I started laughing because Glenn Close was the one actress that he could come up with his head in his head at that time. And so... I've always made that joke to him, and I've made a couple of Glenn Close references on the show before, and it's her birthday today. And I feel like this podcast has somewhat of a relationship with Glenn Close because of Doug, and we thank him for that. And so what I wanted to do, and so what I wanted to do today, 
And so what I wanted to do today was figure out a couple of different movies that Glenn Close has been in and relate them to the Charlotte Hornet season this year. I've got three for you. I think they're okay. So the first ones I've got, the one I have is, of course, The Big Chill. I feel like that's somewhat self-explanatory because of the season that they've had. The other two are a little bit better. One is The Divorce. So The Divorce, I think, is going to come between Kemba Walker and the Charlotte Hornets. I don't think it's going to be ugly. I just think it's going to happen. And so that's one movie title that you can put. But also, here's my favorite one. Here's the one that I think makes the most sense. And it's the most famous movie that Glenn Close has been in of the three. And it's Fatal Attraction. So Fatal Attraction, I feel like that fits in because Kemba Walker, while we are all extremely attracted to him, we all want to sign Kemba Walker back to the Charlotte Hornets, have him become a Hornet for the next five years, give him all the money in the world. Does it come at the Hornets' fatality? Does that hinder them from actually being as successful as they possibly could be? And so Fatal Attraction, to me, is the one Glenn Close movie title that I think fits the best out of all the movie titles, all of the movies that she's ever been in. But really all I wanted to do today was make sure that we absolutely gave a shout-out to the one and only Glenn Close. And this is all for Doug's sake, by the way. Having Doug be a part of this podcast, we have to make sure that we honor his favorite actresses and actors. So Glenn Close, we wish a very happy birthday to you. Thanks again for joining us here. We're the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers in the Hornets game. Did we see a lot of the younger guys get any type of minutes? Did Malik Monk get back in the rotation? Remember, no Cody Zeller tonight. He is going to be out, and Tony Parker is resting. Is that something that becomes a common theme? We'll be discussing that all this week, and we'll get a chance to recap that tomorrow after the Philadelphia 76ers game. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked on Hornets.